Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Is this that JPP podcast? Tony put it all down on Carolina this week, and now the guys have an airtight strategy to get the house back. Bet against everything they say. Are the Steelers here to stay? Did Dirt Cutter cement himself in the Hall of Fame? And what does Toto have to do with anything? All that and more this week on Just Press Play. The Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I want you each to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman of the Jesperson Podcast. You like apples? All right, we are back with another episode of the Just Press Play podcast, and we got the whole group with us. And actually, before I intro it out to you guys, Tony, look, Uncle Tony's battling through. He's he's recording this from the van down by the river after he <laughs> bet his house down on the on the Panthers last week. How's it going, Tony? Well, you know it's it's a little cold out here. I got some. Uh, Fire burning outside. I, I come in and out. So far, nobody has noticed. I hooked up to the uh, to the cabin next to me for water, so I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if if anyone didn't get a chance to listen to Sunday. Yeah, we we have a new thing I think, and it's the Just Press Play Kiss of Death, and we put it on the the Carolina Panthers this past week because man, we oh god, we, they just got clobbered. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, Kevin Kevin took care of the Detroit Lions for the rest of the season. <laughs> two weeks ago by picking up <laughs> Yeah, so get ready because I'm about to buy another team this week. <laughs> Where do I go if I want to bet against you, Kevin? Well, that's I'm glad you asked. So if, if you want to wait, just wait until right after I pick my buys and then maybe me and Uncle Tony lay down some locks later in this episode. <laughs> and uh, you can head that right over to my bookie and put in the promo code JPP and get double your uh, deposit down and then just then lay it all down on the opposite of whatever I'm buying. <laughs> Whoever I'm taking, just go the opposite and, and you'll probably win some big money. Hopefully you won't be living in the van down by the river like Uncle Tony, but... Shout out to rest in peace, Chris Farley. Yeah, but, rest uh, in peace. A, a perfect segue. Let's let's get straight to it. And here's teams we're buying this week. And uh, if if the story goes as it's been all year, then this will make LJ happy. After I put this KOD on, I'm buying the Steelers and Big Ben Roethlisberger. I'm all telling right, put you it what. Down. 
as we've been recording all year, as the listener knows, there's been a little a little heat between Uncle Tony and LJ about whether Big Ben is a good quarterback or not. And at this juncture in the season, yep. one of one of you's looking right and one of you is looking dumb. <laughs> at foolish, this yeah. point. Yeah. Yep. I think I know which one's the foolish. And it's not the guy in the van. <laughs> Surprisingly, you're right. It's not. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm not gonna call people out like that. You know, everybody's got their own opinions and you know, LJ is a nice, nice young man and he just goes astray from time to time. So it's okay. It's okay. He'll he'll come back. Thank you. Thank you. I feel a lot better. I feel a lot better about that. I was looking at the state of the Steelers and kind of where the reason I was buying them. And just if you look at they've won five in a row and they've won the past five. They're done with the Le'Veon Bell. He didn't report Tuesday by the deadline. So his 2017-18 season is over. 18-19 season is done now. And uh, they've scored 30 in five of their nine games. I mean, there's just a lot to like about what the Steelers are doing. I think the defense looked – it's hard for me on Thursday night games. I don't know what we learn always from Thursday night because it just seems like sometimes they're more of an aberration. Yeah, you learn – Thursday night, not to play on Thursday night. Yeah. Who was, yeah. That, yeah. That might have been what we learned from last week's episode is just don't bet on Thursday night. They're just, you never Who know. Who was the home team? Who was the home team Thursday night? Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh was Pittsburgh. home. So if you're, if you're Carolina, you can kind of chalk that up to a road game short week and, and still what are the, be okay, I just wonder, but, yeah, the stats on a road, a road team on Thursday night. I bet it's, uh, I mean, that would be difficult. That would be. Yeah. Now so. the Steelers do have, they're seven and two and they're number two in the eight. They're, they're sitting right and sitting pretty at number two in the AFC and they do have a tough little sled coming in the in the rest of their games they will play the Chargers, Patriots and at the Saints. So they'll have some tough games coming up and I think you'll kind of get to learn what the Steelers are, but it just seems like this season is just working up to be and, I, and Tony might not want to hear this, but the Chiefs are going to have a great record and they're going to play a home game in Arrowhead and Big Ben and the Steelers are going to go in there and beat them and Andy Reid's going to forget that he had two timeouts at the end of the game or something. That's just the way I feel like that's just that's in the future, but we we shall see. I'll toss oh, that right over to you, call. Tony. I'll toss it over to you though. Who who are you buying this week? Okay. And I'm not trying to, you know, you know, get this out there, but I was looking at our list. And I haven't bought these guys yet, so I'll buy them now, and that's the New England Patriots. Um, oh, okay. You're coming off a low. You're buying a dip, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, a good they're on buy this week, but I, I mentioned it a little bit last week, and as much as I hate to give the guy credit, Bill Belichick really has handled his roster pretty well. Yeah. Uh, I was kind of surprised to see how much Sony Michelle hit the field uh, <clears throat> this weekend. But obviously he was healthy, came out of it healthy. But to, to pull Gronkowski uh, for that game, they are kind of going to come out of the bye week, probably the best that they, they've been in a long, long time. Because Gronk could have gone this week if he had to. And so they're sitting at 6-3 um, and three with a two-game lead over seven the Dolphins. Three. They're 7-3. Seven 7-3. and three. Seven and three. I forgot. Yeah, seven and three with a two game lead on the Dolphins in the in the AFC East. Uh, they're a lock for uh, for the playoffs. I think they're a, they're pretty. They may have they'll they'll that game between them and the Steelers will be for that first round bye. See how that happens. Kevin's prediction could come true with the Reds <laughs> and the Steelers being at Arrowhead, but. Um, uh, I, I really like the Patriots coming out of this bye week. They've really set themselves up well um, to have their guys back healthy and and to to be ready to make a run. Right. I mean, I agree with you. Not go ahead and sit and because clearly something wasn't right with Gronk, and he just didn't look like the same Gronkowski. That's been why the Patriots are so good, and you can see that they're not the same offense without that one player that you just can't guard. So yeah. it, it totally behooved them to to rest them and let them get healthy. But did you see what Deion 
Deion Lewis after Deion Lewis had a big game. Did you see him kind of blast the Patriots and say <laughs> that, yeah, that game bit. was personal and that's it. what you get for going cheap? Oh, well, he yeah, just basically – his cheap. quote that really stuck out was, that's what you get for going cheap. And, Damn. yeah, he, this game was personal. And yeah. he he did have a good – he had a good game. He had a good game. Yeah, I he did okay. Him, you know? Um, yeah. yeah, no, you can't blame him. You knew that was coming. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> dude, uh, yeah, going cheap. But all I got to say is, hey – See what's on each one of these five fucking fingers, man. It's a ring. <laughs> yeah, we're going cheap. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I will say this about the watching that Patriots game uh, this weekend because I had to watch it because I had fantasy football players going and I had a big, huge fantasy football game this weekend uh, in the Razorback Fantasy Football League. I don't know. There's someone on the podcast that lost this weekend, <laughs> lost his first place, lost his standalone on top of the heap <laughs> position. But anyway, I'm not going to talk about that. But I mean, I had to play one thing. That, I had to play Eli what? Manning at quarterback, for God's sake. Come on. <laughs> hey, hey, congratulations. You're a great manager. So, um, you know, I – one of the things I noticed, though, is they were really forcing the ball to Josh Gordon. I don't know if they were trying things out. I don't know if they were seeing how well, how healthy Gordon was, but they really pushed the ball to Josh Gordon. And that's the reason they lost that ball game. Brady was looking at Gordon every single time. He wasn't looking at anybody else. So I'm kind of wondering if they were doing a test right there to see how well Gordon can uh, can. Uh, make it for the rest of the season. You can see that Tennessee bottled him up pretty well. I mean, he he had some big plays, but he 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 wasn't. You know, it wasn't a two touchdown night for Josh Gordon. So I thought that was pretty interesting that they did that. Well, and LJ, I think I have I have a little bit of a Patriots theory, and I think you might have been on this a little earlier in the in the season. But we've mentioned how uh, Bill Belichick and his disciples leave and how they're not as successful. I I think Bill Belichick, the disciples that he's not that worried about, like when it's Josh McDaniels and he knows that he's a smart guy, he wants to go out there and crush him. Just just yeah. just absolutely kill him and, and make him lose the job so he can get him back. But when it's when it's Matt Patricia, like you saw earlier this year, and Vrabel, maybe he's not that worried about Vrabel. He just he's okay taking that game off. Let's let's rest Gronk. Let's go ahead and lose. Let's get our guys healthy. Just so because he doesn't he won't yeah. want that narrative to keep going that that he's trying to just put all his guys out in the NFL just to make it easier on himself. And then like Tony said, I don't know. I, I think Tom Brady and and Bill Belichick have benefited from just being a great head coach quarterback combo. But man, they've also benefited from an an god awful AFC East. I was looking at the quarterback <laughs> position in that division. Yeah. You got forty one year old Tom Brady who just keeps on playing, and then the rest of the quarterbacks are twenty one year old Sam Darnold not playing, twenty two year old Josh Allen not playing for the Bills, and thirty year old Ryan Tannehill not playing for the Dolphins. So. Yeah. The, the only quarterback that actually can play every game is the 50-year-old Tom Brady that just keeps on ticking. Well, I don't know. The Dolphins it's got a Super Bowl champion Brock Osweiler. So, you know. That is <laughs> true. <There you> go. <laughs> another, another one of those former Broncos that LJ can turn into direct ticket and see every By the single way, game. You also kiss a death that because C.J. Anderson just got cut. Uh, and uh, so, really? you know. Yeah, I didn't so know thanks that. for that. Oh, I wanted yeah, to watch well, C.J. Anderson in the playoffs, that. but, you know, that's gone now. So Yeah, you know. Sorry well, at least that. I'm good at something. to me, but anyway. Yeah. Somebody yeah. will pick them up. Yeah, yeah. All right, El, who, who are you buying this week? Well, I've been buying dirt cheap, and uh, and it hadn't worked any better for me, so I'm going to buy a team that I like. <laughs> I'm going to pick the Bears uh, because, man, Khalil Mack is a – just a monster. Uh, oh, my God. That play he had this past <laughs> week after he sat out for a couple weeks, and then he had this play where 
He straight up just basically bench pressed the the tackle, yep. and then the running yeah. back tried to come over there. He just threw him to the ground and then jumped on the. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't, I know Belichick said he can't compare anybody to Lawrence Taylor, and I didn't get to watch a lot of Lawrence Taylor. But if there was someone doing things much better than what Khalil Mack's doing this year in Chicago, <laughs> I want to watch some film on it because man, he's impressive. Yeah, yeah. So I'm all about those about that early in the season. Yeah, that's right. Tony, I know you saw Lawrence yeah. Taylor. I mean, you got to admit, right? I mean, I Khalil Mack. Yeah, I, he reminds you a little bit I, of that, doesn't he? I, other than the fact, I think he's bigger than LT. <laughs> he might be you know, bigger and stronger. LT wasn't that big of a guy. <laughs> um, I mean, for the for the time he was, but uh, Khalil Mack is it's kind of like Demarcus Ware was for that two or three year period when Demarcus Ware was just like, oh geez, you know, yeah. somebody just tie him up or hold him. We'll take the penalty. <laughs> just don't let him, don't let him hurt me. And there were a couple of years there where Demarcus Ware was that way, but uh, Khalil Mack. Yeah. When he's healthy, he's good. He's no Joey Bosa, but. <laughs> well, LJ, I wanted to ask you uh, on, on that bias since, since you're kind of, you're there in Chicago, maybe you have a, a, a feel for how, how the fans are thinking, but. Where where do you stand on Trubisky? What what do we think? Is he good? Is he So what do what do I think or what do the people here think? Uh well I want to know what you yeah. think. What do you think? <laughs> uh, I would say I would say that Trubisky is a quarterback that has some good help, so therefore he's looking he's he's a young quarterback. That's I we'll see what he is in five years more than what we'll see. Like I'm not calling him a MVP or anything like that. But uh but the city of Chicago, all about him. The, give give me some more Trubisky says Chicago. Mm. So now are um, they kinda are the I think the city of Chicago might just be a little little love drunk on Trubisky and they're kind of talking themselves into him, you know, like yeah. Cause he does show some moments. Like he had that six touchdown game earlier this year and then this it was, was great, great this past Sunday. Yeah. But then he's also had some games where you wonder what what is he really any good? Was he? But worth I think that's the thing is you second? see I think, you see those moments and you you know that there's something there. And so the question is, can he consistently be that something? And so what that's they're comparing him to? Good lord! I mean, who are they comparing Cutler, him to? I seen right, that. Jay Cutler was the last potential franchise quarterback that they had there, and he was. I mean, yeah. well, a dick and yeah. a crybaby right. <laughs> and a punk. And <laughs> well, well, I mean, I, well, am I, I wrong on any of those things? Facts. I mean, yeah. I, I think know. you're definitely tell, right. tell us how you really feel. Well, I mean, I'm just, he was very talented. He was extremely talented, but he was kind of a punk. I mean, it, it just, no, he just Cutler gets a bad rep he because he's not as passionate as OBJ. I mean, there's, there's no middle, you have to be in the middle ground to be acceptable. And so when he says that I'm injured and I'm going to sit out, people say, oh, you're a wuss and nobody get like, you, you're just taking plays off um mm. i mean he's he's a tough quarterback who he he would make bad decisions as a quarterback because he wanted to show off how strong his arm is yes um, I agree but, with that. but i don't think he was a punk or anything like that that's my opinion at least that's that's i mean i'm I, also a diehard I, broncos fan that watched him pre- certainly years, don't know so him personally know if that, yeah. that was the feel i got just just watching how he kind of conduct himself so you know i'll i'll say this I, you know Cutler was a good quarterback, and that's a good point. He would try to use his arm. But you know what? I lost a lot of respect for him when I saw his bare ass on Facebook because his <laughs> wife kept taking pictures of him down in Bali or Baja Baja or wherever the hell they were. I, I can't I can't respect a quarterback's going to let his bare ass show on <laughs> media, you know. So well, that's okay. what I think. And, so there's that. and speaking, of, speaking of your <laughs> – but his speaking wife of your is looking now. I, there's another wife we can talk about. I I actually started watching that show that 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 little that little that, reality uh, show yeah. they had. Cutler Cavalier. Called, yeah. yeah, yeah, Christy. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry you know. I brought it up. Hey, I'm really sorry I brought it up. <laughs> 
Tony's between between Jay Cutler's ass and his wife, Tony's completely sidetracked now for the rest of the episode. Well, I was gonna say, you know, I know if Jay Cutler's naked, somebody else in that room's naked, and it's not who I want to see. Oh, righty. Well, and LJ, speaking of that buy of the of the Bears, it will be. It will be interesting to see this Sunday night, th- this uh, upcoming week in the NFL. I don't think the games necessarily like Sunday during the day aren't going to be Ooh. as great. It'll be good for fantasy football, I think. But then oh, the man. night games, you got Chicago yeah. playing playing Minnesota. Mm-hmm. That'll be, a, I mean, that's huge for that division. And then yeah. obviously the Monday night game, we're going to get in that a little bit uh, further here later on with the Chiefs and Rams. But uh, oh. yeah, Dad, I want to I want to toss it over to you. Who who, who are you? Well, buying I'm this going week? to buy, and I look at Pittsburgh long and hard. I've got to admit, and I thought if I'm buying low, I considered Indianapolis, and I could probably make an argument for them. But I'm going to buy yeah. the LA Chargers, and the reason I'm buying the LA Chargers is because they've got, I think, a Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean, I really think they probably have a Hall of Fame quarterback that is still producing at a very high yeah. level. They've got this guy named Melvin yeah. Gordon, and and yeah, pretty, he's, he's, good at football, uh, he's a pretty good football player. Yeah. Uh, this just in, and um, not bad. That's that's, that's analysis was, right there. He folks. was <laughs> seventy-five. Yeah, he played against pass. me in this yeah. Battle of the Behemoths this weekend. <laughs> by the way, but at any rate, Melvin Gordon, who was the leading rusher and leading receiver for the LA Chargers, like, you know, Keenan Allen and then that young guy, Tyrell, I think it's yeah. Tyrell Williams, I believe, that's come in and, and uh, really made a little noise. Um, so I just, I, I really, I like uh, uh, Philip Rivers and the uh, LA Chargers. That's who I'm buying. I'm with you. I was there last week. That's a good choice. Or not last week, two weeks ago. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. They're they're looking good. And interestingly, I know uh y'all will like to hear this on on the podcast, but a guy that could be returning soon or maybe in December for the Chargers. I heard that Hunter he Henry. They're saying he might be able to come yeah. back off the IR in December. Maybe. I that'll be big. I don't know if he can or not, but I, that would be really big. Yeah. I one thing I like about the Chargers, and I know Tony's gonna give me give me grief about this again, but I just think no one else is acquiring any more talent going further this year. And at some point, Joey Bosa is <laughs> gonna come back and I think he's gonna be a stud. And if Hunter Henry comes back, that's two acquisitions oh, they can make that can make a good team even better. Oh boy. Kevin, I'm just telling you. Kevin, the world the world needs believers, so you keep believing. <laughs> so Well, all fine. they've done is they all they've done is just keep on winning without maybe one of their best maybe their best defensive players. So just saying, hey, if he comes back. Hey, Lifford, what's what's the best kind of ability? Availability. Hey. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's right. That's what I – He do got you. I will say this. So, um, hey, the the thing I was going to say is, you know, I I like Lifford's buy and I thought about him. Man, it has been so tough for me to to believe in the Chargers this year. Uh, You know, every year they'll have a two or three or four game winning streak and all of a sudden it's like, well, man, this is a really bad team all of a sudden for five or six games. But they have done a really good job. Uh, of of playing good uh, offense, good ball control offense, it really helps when you've got two backs that can control the ball for you. With Gordon is definitely their one, but Eckler, he's really good. They've stayed away from injuries. If if they can keep both Keenan Allen and Melvin Gordon uh, healthy, they really can. Uh, 
make something happen down the stretch. And I, I'd like to see. I'm not sure when they play the Chiefs again, um, but if they or if they have played them, but that's that's going to be a really good ball game. Yeah, week 15 they play the Chiefs. Week 15. Uh, since we're all in on the the Chargers a little bit, I think now's the time to go to mybookie.ag and bet against the Chargers for the rest of the season. That's yeah, correct. Right. Actually, and guess who they're, they're playing, playing the Broncos, this week? Uh, Al. They're playing the Broncos. Oh, uh, it is the, it is at LA. Yep. Those Broncos can uh, can get in on the spread a little bit. So yeah, that might not be a bad. We could talk about that. Oh, that's what? a seven. <laughs> okay, what's line the line on the game, Jim? <laughs> the Broncos are getting seven and a half. Surely, yeah. The Broncos are plus seven and a half. Yep. Okay. Plus seven and a half. Bet. Denver Broncos at LA. LJ, mm-hmm. this is your chance to bet on your team and feel good about it. So because <laughs> that might not happen for the rest of the that's year. Awesome. So. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if you wait, it might get to eight, eight and a half. If you're, if you're, if you wait a little bit, we'll it is funny. It is funny. Speaking of uh, betting and stuff, we talked about it last week, and then I think the week before, even there was all this stuff about how Vegas is getting killed and Vegas is getting killed. And then you saw a week like this week where Vegas made a killing. And that, was this not just Vegas putting out all this, like, yeah, we're really taking it on the chin just to try to try to entice all us regular yeah, people probably. to go out there and get put our money back out of there, put our it house note and car payment. I told you, <laughs> I told you, they took my house. They took my house, man. Did they call you, you they, Tony? They didn't Did build they call that you out and tell there you to, on, on to, air to sell Carolina? Is that what it was? Did you talk to Westgate? Man, <laughs> man, yeah, that that little devil up on that right shoulder said, "Him, you can do anything." All right, Tony, who are you going this week with? Uh, who you thought they were? Who was who you thought they were this week? Okay, so I got to have two. And, and so it's it's people, and so I just want to I just want to say this so everybody can can hear it. Now I don't know if you guys realize this, but you you know what Matt Barkley won a football game this weekend. I don't know if y'all <laughs> realize did. that. And and after being on the roster is, for like a solid he is ten who we days thought he was, or something, and yeah, you know, props to Matt Barkley. I just had to say that. You know, you wait. I, it may have been twenty something years. I don't know, but you know, he. I don't think he's won a game since he was a USC Trojan, and so. Congrats to Barkley for that. Um, uh, for that. So anyway, um, and then uh, I just you know I gotta I gotta bring Bobby F and Petrino back up again. You know I he, he is who we thought he was, and now he's he's fired. He's fired, fucking Petrino. So I, I like that. And uh, that's we talk just about great. him every week. And, Maybe we and I appreciate all those. Have a job. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate all those uh, Louisville alumni and boosters who listen to the JPP podcast and, <laughs> and me railing on old Bobby Petrino last week and taking care of business. So I appreciate that. <laughs> they, did, they took care of business. And yeah, like you said, yeah. we, we've had enough. We've talked about old Bobby enough. He should he should come on. There's an open invitation to the JPP podcast whenever Bobby Petrino wants to hop on. <laughs> he's got all the time. He's all the time he needs now. Well, but he's going to be on a show. He's going to be recording live and he'll get fired from something <laughs> else is the problem. So he's probably staying away from any sort of media. <laughs> well, luckily, luckily for Bobby, we don't have a ticker on the JPP pod. So there's no way he'll pop up on the scroll that he just got fired while on the pod. So he has that going for him. Uh, Speaking of coaches, that's who I'm going to stick with for my uh, who we thought they were this week. And I'm Dirk Cutter is exactly who I thought he was, which is a bad NFL football coach. Did y'all see that for whatever reason, Dirk Cutter decided that he was going to take over the play calling duties from old Mike Munchen, who I don't know if y'all have noticed, the Buccaneers have had a lot of issues this year. Offense not has been not one been one, one of them. <laughs> they're number, yeah, they're like the number one passing offense and number three offense in total NFL. And that's with playing music.
musical chairs at quarterback. And Dirk Cutter thought, well, I can improve. You know what we need to do? Yeah, I can make that better. I just don't understand. And I want to show you what they did this past week against Washington was it was flat out impressive what they were able to do against Washington. They gave Washington gave up 500 yards and forced Tampa Bay to punt the ball one time. And you know how many points Tampa Bay scored? A field goal. They scored three. They lost 16 to three. And you know I like to throw out stats there, Tony. Since the 1970 merger, 467 other teams have had 500 yards of total offense. In those 467 games, they've averaged 37.3 points per game. With Dirk Cutter taking over the offensive play call and Tampa Bay found a, found a way to score three. You've got to be kidding me. You know, and, hey, Kevin, here's the thing. It takes skill to do that. Real well, skill. Like, well, it's like we talked about with Hugh Jackson, who also somehow found a job. But what he did with, at Cleveland was impressive to lose as much as he did with that much talent. And Dirk Cutter, i got to give it to you. The, how he managed to score three points in that game is flat out impressive. i got to give it to you. He must have had the under. Good Lord. I had, I had no idea that that happened. Oh, and and, and that, that gets to the next thing where, damn it, because Dirk Cutter and these terrible coaches, they let Washington win another game, and the NFC East is so terrible. We're going to have to watch a god-awful game in Washington where the players don't even like their fans. They were all calling out how bad the fans are. And and, and Alex Smith's going to put up 16 points, and it's going to be like a 16-12 to 12 playoff game that we're going to have to watch. It's just it's a mess. <laughs> so now I, I'm done. So Dad, well, who are you yeah. going? Who are you going with for, well, for your hard to follow that this up, Mr. Drop the mic. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a tough one right there. <laughs> well, I mean, because so I'm going to go completely the other way and meekly, meekly say, you know who is who I think thought he was is Ezekiel Elliott. And you know who he is? Maybe, maybe the best running back in the league. I mean, this guy can put his head down. Well, definitely the best one. He's the best one player for the Cowboys. <laughs> Um, and, I mean, he can he can make a run. He can catch a ball. He can he can uh, help in pass protection. Um, I think he's a pretty good running back, and so I think he's who I thought he was. I think he's the best player now, on the Cowboys play, team. I think he's the best player on the Cowboys team. That play where he jumped over that Philadelphia Eagle and then almost scored a touchdown, but kind of tripped up. He, he kept his balance for a little while. If he would end up scoring that touchdown, that might have been play of the year. I mean, when he just straight up can we, jumped Tony over. Tony looked guy. absolutely shocked. Can we can we go to that? Yeah. Yeah, now I, 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 I'm not one to argue with Dr. Liff. However, in this <laughs> case, I'm just not buying that. And here's why. And, and yeah, he, he may be the most talented running back in the NFL, but he's not the best running back in the NFL. How many touchdowns did he score in that game? You got to think him just like Dak Prescott is handicapped by the the play call. He's like Todd Gurley. You remember when Todd Gurley had Jeff Fisher for a coach? Huh? Do you remember that? (laughs) Well, the first year he did pretty good. First year he did pretty good. Now, so yeah, no, you're right, absolutely right. But I, you know, I just don't see Elliott with the ability to take over a game. See, I disagree. I I think I I think he has that ability. I I really do. Second grant, I. He's had the he's had what are the Cowboys now? What he almost won five? the MVP as a rookie. He's had five different chances to take over. It's not like they've gotten anyway. I should stop 
but I disagree. I disagree. Well, I just don't I, think Elliott has I the just, heart that some of these other guys do to to, to really take over a game and, and carry a team on their back. He's, he's I, no I, Isaiah I Crowell. Is that, that what you're saying? He's no Isaiah Crowell. There you go. <laughs> I do think you're forgetting there, Tony, that we, there was finally a little creativity out of the offensive play con for the Cowboys. And you, you're kind of forgetting that everyone on that offense is playing with their left hand tied behind their back. And that Zeke's <laughs> actually been pretty impressive playing yeah. one handed. And, and do you get the analogy? One hand behind offensive. their back is Jason um, Garrett. That's, that's what he's saying. Yeah. I, yeah, I get like it. Bill Belichick's <laughs> motto, Bill Belichick's motto is he tries to make the other team play as if they're playing left handed. And the problem is, is Jason Garrett heard that and was like, that's a good motto, except for he's making his team play left-handed instead of making the the other team. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't get the full memo. So he was, I get, I get what you're saying about some of Ezekiel Elliott because there was some stuff last year where I didn't see necessarily the fire underneath them, but. Yeah. I'm with that. I think he's the best player on the Cowboys roster. And, well, it, you know, it might be good to get him give the ball 20 to 30 times a game. You know, this just in. Yeah, give him the ball. I agree. So, I would L, agree with that. And let's see what he does. Ella, I think you're going a little a little different this week with your who we thought they were. Who, who are you going with this week for? Yeah, I'm they, going way off the beaten path. Um, I've, I finally listened to Weezer's cover of Africa and that is the worst thing to happen. It's, it's like, guys, I, I listened to it and it's like, it's, it's vaguely worse than the original in every single way. There's not one note that is better. It's like if we decided we really liked Goodwill hunting. So we were try- trying to figure out which one of us is going to put on a wig and be mini driver. Like it's not, it's not useful to remake it shot for shot. Um, you know, we talked about back in the day, uh, a wizard, you see a wizard on the street and he makes you a, a dollar more attractive and it's vaguely more attractive, but you can't like visually tell the difference. Well, the <laughs> Toto's Africa is the dollar more attractive. It's not like obviously any different, but God, it's better in every single way. So why did we do this? I don't know, but that's exactly what I thought it was after you guys described it to me. So I was glad to have that to, to bring to the table. Wow. I had no wow. idea. I knew LJ told me he was going a little bit off the beaten path, but wow. I, I was I did not realize that's, that's where you're going. That's great. It's out of left field. Have they have they legalized <laughs> marijuana in Illinois? <laughs> I just wanted to that's wow, that's out there's, there, man. I just wanted to make no sure. There's no illegal activity. I just get passionate about my music, damn it. <laughs> I, well, where how how full is your bottle of Malort or whatever that shit is? Like, oh, it's pretty empty at this point, crap. actually. We got to survive okay. the winter somehow. So, okay. <laughs> speaking speaking of Malort, uh, El, who are you going? I'm going to kick it right back to you. Who are you going this week for the team you're crossing off the list of the playoffs? Who's the Malort of the NFL this week? Yeah, who's the Malort this week of the NFL? Um, okay, so I have to give you two, and I'm going to take it real easy. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Oakland and the New York Giants. No big yeah, deal. You are. You sure are. Teams. Did you? Yep. Did you see? I, I don't know if y'all watch. Uh, I'm sure you didn't because there would be no reason to watch many Raiders games unless you were just watching for <laughs> or for the other team's <laughs> fantasy players. But there was at one point where where Derek Carr, he, he literally looked like the little kid who was just upset with his parents for not giving him something that I, he just like pouted his shoulders. He was trying to get the team ready. And he was like, they were doing no huddle and they just couldn't get ready on time. And they had to take, I think they took a delay game. And then on the fourth down, which the game's out of reach, so it doesn't matter. So it was, it was odd seeing Derek Carr so frustrated, but it was 20 to six. They weren't going to end up coming back. And on fourth and four, oh, yeah. he says, Hut, and he kind of rolls out. And then he just, 
he, he like the pressure's not even all the way there. He could try a little harder, and he just throws the ball in the dirt. Was like, "F it, I'm done. <laughs> Screw this." I don't. I want to know who makes it to to Vegas out of the two. If you were if you were putting odds, is Gruden more likely to make well, it to Vegas? Or Derek making Carr? It to I don't Vegas. know if Derek Carr makes no way. He's year. not Gruden all day. Vegas. Gruden, yeah. Gruden. The only yeah, way Gruden doesn't go to Vegas is if the Raiders don't go to Vegas. He's going. I'm kind of I'm kind of thinking Gruden might have had a similar agent to Sam Bradford, like Dad talked about, and he just <laughs> he got this contract with an awesome buyout, and he's just trying to see how quick he can get fired in Oakland because that is just well, a shit show they're doing down there. Yeah, in Oakland. I don't I don't know if you saw that quote from the the man who looks the most like a penis, Mike Davis, but um, he <laughs> said you about Mark Davis. Mark Davis said that Mark Davis looks like, 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 like penis. Like, like, the description didn't do it for you. What does a penis look like? What? Anyway, he he said you need to you need to look to him for all the moves that that the Raiders have done. He said, don't go talk to Gruden, talk to me. This is an organizational move. We're, we're doing this. And, and I, I thought that was interesting for him to <clears throat> stand up to for his coach. And, and when he really didn't need to, because nobody really gives a shit. In that know? same interview, so, didn't he say he looks himself in the mirror every morning and thinks about the Raiders. If he looks himself in the mirror every morning, <laughs> then he's doing something wrong or he's lying. So he ain't, he ain't thinking about <laughs> that the Raiders, mirror is lying to him. <laughs> yeah. I don't, hey, hey, the world needs people like Mark Davis. So it's it's fine. <laughs> they, All right. Speaking of, speaking of Mark Davis and the Raiders, Tony, who are you going with? Who are you crossing off this list this week for the playoffs? Oh, uh, you know, I was, you know, I, I'm just filling in blanks here. And because uh, I, I, I went a little juicy last time and took the Packers, but I, I, I I'm I'm gonna go with the Arizona Cardinals just to just to fill in the blank and you know what that's kind of their season if you think about it they're just filling in the blank and <laughs> it is a it is a true shame to watch Larry Fitzgerald yeah. in maybe the what's the last or next to last season of what is a tremendous Hall of Fame career have to go through the struggles that they're going through. Larry Fitzgerald, to me, is one of the top-notch gentlemen in the National Football League and and one of the top wide receivers that there's, there's ever been. Well, and to watch him struggle like this is tough. But yeah. it's uh, but the Cardinals are not going anywhere this year, and probably not for a couple of years. And I just I just hope for Larry Fitzgerald's sake that they can hold on long enough for him to make it back to a playoff game, so he can he can go out in January. Well, and interestingly, as soon as you brought the Cardinals, I did want to bring up. I, I you're totally right. They're they're definitely not making the playoffs. But Fitzgerald did after uh, last week. He's now up to just under sixteen thousand yards receiving, which top puts him above To now. He moved to number two all time. <laughs> receiving yards Thank which God. i'm i'm totally guy. with you larry fitzgerald is one of he's pretty much a, i guess 16 15 seasons he's been playing since i've really been watching football he's been at the top of the game and he's a he's definitely a hall of fame receiver seems like a great guy does a lot of really good stuff for arizona and back home in minnesota and it it does stink to see him you know on this last leg on a team that's clearly not even playing for the playoffs but Awesome yeah. career. One thing you know, yeah. One thing you know, Larry Fitzgerald doesn't that that he doesn't get a lot of credit for is he has he has really mentored a lot of today's wide receivers. They come out there for his camp yeah. that he does for yeah. for those NFL players and certain and just certain ones, and they come out there, puts them on the right path. He gives them a lot of good uh, work ethics, a lot of good things to do. I, just a stand up guy, and and I hope he can stay in the game a couple more years so they can make the playoffs. At least do and it. interestingly. Uh, 
Speak, it seems like we bring every time we talk about like great receivers, this guy's name pops up for good reason. But it just once again, you start looking at these numbers and, and Fitzgerald's had an amazing career, really been able to stay away from injuries for a lot of his career. And his numbers are great and still is nowhere close to Jerry Rice's record of receiving yards. It just yeah. It amazes me every time they start throwing up record books and you see that Jerry Rice is just <laughs> there's every good receiver and then there's Jerry Rice that's so up above all yeah. of them. It's just yes, amazing. I yeah, I don't know, LJ or Kevin, if y'all ever got to see him play. I saw him on the Raiders yeah, stint when it was pretty much, yeah. you know, Man, very smooth. This cat, uh, Jerry Rice is the, the smoothest player I've ever – you just – it was just effortless for to watch him play football. And much like Emmett Smith, who went through his career without a without a really big injury, Jerry Rice did the same thing because they did it, did it the right way. Jerry Rice was really fun to watch. Really, it fun just it blows them on every time they start throwing up the stats of all time receivers and just the fact that he's just head and shoulders above everyone. It's just it's never even close. You know, just real quick. I, dr- I drafted Jerry Rice in a fantasy football league. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, congrats. I, I did too. <laughs> you know, somebody he reminded me of, and I don't know if you guys ever watched him. And his career got cut short by Al Davis, but Marcus Allen. Marcus Allen was one of those guys that was smooth, looked effortless, and I mean, was just a great running back, one of the best of all time. And, I and never got to watch much. I never watched much. Oh, at all. he was good. He I was so good. Yeah, if for. For those folks out there who are octogenarians or however old that is, what, 55? Anyway, no, that's 80, isn't it? No, 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 yeah, no, 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 not that old. Anyway, for those of you who are out there who have been Pinto, watching Pinto football for five, or, Pinto, yeah. that's a bean. <laughs> Good Lord. Marcus Allen. Marcus Allen cemented his Hall of Fame credentials in Kansas City when he scored 22 touchdowns in a season. He he became the original touchdown vulture. When the Kansas City Chiefs mm. got within five yards, he was scoring touchdowns just all over the place. You couldn't stop him. And uh it, it really, really put him and it was he was like 10, 11 years in the league, something yeah. like that. And well he, he had fresh legs because Al Davis didn't let him play for yeah, two years. I mean, it was watch watch uh whatever that football life of Marcus Allen sometime. It's a it's a very interesting yeah. uh what dynamic what happened to him. Yeah, who did who did Marcus Allen marry? He married somebody famous. Or am I thinking of Rodney Pete? Never mind. Tony Tony and oh, people's no. wives. He's always he's into, he's, he's, he's into wives and quarterbacks' butts for some reason. I don't know. I'm a little concerned right. about it. Well, well, well before yeah, we get, get too far off the rails, I'm going to go ahead and, and move this there. conversation over. Dad, Dad, who are you crossing off your playoff list this week? Well, I really thought about crossing the Atlanta Falcons off. I came close to crossing them off because they got beat by Cleveland. I wish you would. But I looked right below them in the standings in their same conference and found that Tampa Bay is one game behind them. And as Kevin so cleverly mentioned earlier, they have a new offensive coordinator. <laughs> so, so I'm taking the newly uh, uh, anointed offensive coordinator, Dick Cutter, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I'm crossing them off. They're not making the playoffs. Oh, <laughs> you know, you you know, you made me think of something else there, that. there, pops. So, not do you remember? Was it Cutter earlier this year that was like, if anyone needs to get fired, they need to. I get it starts yeah. with me. Starts. So with he me. already called for his. Yeah. He already called for his own job. And then if you couldn't put any more, we talked about us putting the kiss of death. He's going to go out and say, I'm taking over the play calling duties. And then they do that. So you're like, here's the problem. The problem is me, guys. <laughs> if there's yeah. one issue here at Tampa like Bay, it's, it's your head coach. That's what Dirk Cutter's telling everyone. 
<laughs> now I'm thinking, Good Kevin, Lord. you may have ca- you may have caught a call for help. <laughs> Derek Cutter may be down there. Please, Jesus, somebody get me out of this place. Please, Jesus. I think I'll go call the place. Take me out, please. <laughs> I like Dad's Golly. new name change. I like Dad's new name change to Dick Cutter. I think that might be his. Richard Cutter. <laughs> Dick Richard. Richard. <laughs> So I knew a hey I knew a guy in college we called him Richard yeah <laughs> what yeah, story Richard, that was uh, a fantastic story <laughs> we called him we you called got, him Dick for sure. yeah. Yeah. Uh, as as scintillating as that story was I think we're gonna head on to <laughs> the team I'm crossing off the playoffs and LJ 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 was ahead of the curve here and I think the the week I was buying the Eagles LJ was crossing them off the playoffs and I. I just I have to just say I can't figure them out. I don't know what is wrong with the Eagles. I guess it's the Super Bowl hangover. They ran into uh, those buzzsaw Cowboys, Kevin. That's what happened. What? Yeah, they, <laughs> they come off a they come off a bye week. They have fourteen days. They go get some receiver help. They make the trade for gold uh, for Golden Tate, and they're going against the Cowboys. Where I think there's plenty of film you could watch to figure out how to play the Cowboys. And apparently, they didn't get any of it. They didn't get any of that film. And as as Dad said, the buzzsaw that is the Dallas Cowboys just 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 took them out. And just like we were talking last. Last week with the Cowboys losing, the Eagles now dropped to four and five, and their schedule, we thought the Cowboys schedule was looking rough. The Eagles now go at New Orleans. They're going to have to play the Redskins twice, at Dallas, at Rams. They play the Houston, and then they play the Giants. I mean, they're going to have to, even if they can somehow split those games at New Orleans and at St. Louis, they're going to need to sweep the Redskins in their home and away, and then probably win the Houston or probably Houston or Dallas game. One of one of those two. I mean, I just don't for them to even have a chance at the division. They're going to need all of that to happen. It. I think they're done, and I just don't. I can't figure out what's wrong. There's talent all over the roster, and they just. I don't know. I guess it's just a hangover. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. It could be, but I'll tell you what. On that game with the Cowboys, their their defensive secondary has just gone to gone to shit. I mean, it's just terrible. They they can't they can't cover anybody when like when Alan Hearns has 20, 22 20 yard catches, I think. When Alan Hearns he had has made that, a sighting all year. You you're not good. And so <laughs> uh you know it, regardless of Amari Cooper, you're not good. And here here's the other thing about that Cowboys uh Eagles games. I'm not going to talk about the fact that Zach Ertz just put up ungodly fantasy numbers and beat me in a thousand dollar league. I'm not going to talk about that. Oh my God. But what I'm going to, but, but what I am going to talk about is how, how complicated does an offense have to be for golden Tate not to be able to pick that shit up? I mean, this goal, if you go get golden Tate, any, what, what, two, three catches, and Didn't he barely used. up the he's a he is a cowboy killer. <laughs> How complicated does your offense have to be where Golden Tate is ineffective and he's just an absolute non-factor in a game in a conference game? It's just ridiculous. I don't know what Doug Peterson was thinking. He should have just gone to Golden Tate and said, "Hey, do a five and out. These these guys can't cover you. We'll hit you all day long." But I don't know what they were doing, but Golden Tate was a, an absolute non-factor, and he has killed the Cowboys every single time that he's played them. I don't know why they didn't capitalize on that or why he was not a bigger part 
of their game plan. You know, and I wonder I, – I don't think Doug Peterson's a bad coach. I mean, hell, he just won a Super Bowl <laughs> and put on a show last year. But I wonder what the loss of Frank Wright is because you see him in Indianapolis and what Andrew Luck's been doing. They they look really good mm-hmm. offensively. And like Dad was saying earlier, you, you could make a case for them maybe mm-hmm. making the playoffs this year. And I just think – we kind of got on Reich a little earlier for that that fourth down play that he that thing he, he screwed up early in the year. But like you mentioned, he's a first year head coach, and now things the Colts it's look as good as they've it's looked since that, since Luck got there. And this just in, Luck's still really good at football. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Kevin, that is a great observation. I hadn't thought about that. You know, that is a really good pull. You know, Frank Reich may have been a. a he may have been something that, that tied that Wentz and Peterson together. Yeah. Maybe there was something he was yeah. doing in the room. It, I don't know. He 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 didn't play cornerback for him, so <laughs> yeah, he, I don't know yeah, that he sure. didn't help him there. But they're really they're really bad in the secondary right now. So I wanted to before we got out of here, I wanted to bring up. Some of the the Monday night football game. I, I don't know if you watched any of this past Monday night game. It was basically just a big promotion for this next week's yeah, Monday night football really game with the <laughs> the Chiefs and the Chiefs playing the Rams. And did y'all see? Uh, this kind of broke earlier today that the NFL that game was supposed to be played in Mexico City, and now the NFL is moving that game to L.A. because the field conditions are yep. so poor. And uh, basically, what? I was yeah, I was reading. So yeah, Adam Schefter, I didn't see that Adam Schefter was saying that the issues. The, Apparently at Estadio Azteca Field in Mexico City, due to having a bunch of concerts, a lot of rain, and a lot of soccer games, that field is a mess. And I'll show y'all. I'll I'll pull up the picture for y'all. It we can put bad. it in the show notes. But yeah, SB Nation put a picture of that stadium, and it looks like people have been driving four wheelers all over. Mm. I mean, it looks terrible well, and, and lit bonfires. I mean, Why it's like they? it's black. Mm, yeah, interesting. And apparently, a that's, lot of the players, players from both teams, said that after. Because it was kind of started the the it started the the conversation started rising yesterday and then it kind of got more today and after players saw pictures of it and saw conditions of it a lot of the players were like I don't want to risk my long term health going to play on this crappy field yeah, and they talked right. about maybe sitting out well I mean imagine if like Tyreek Hill gets hurt or uh, Todd Gurley gets yeah. hurt in or like field conditions Melvin so. Gordon's inactive because he's playing on a fucking soccer field <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know why would they do that. Well, and it, um, it just blows my mind if you're Mexico City, though. This It's not like this game came out of nowhere. You knew this you was knew coming. This, like yeah. a monster of a Monday night game. We've been talking about it for yeah. uh, here on the JPP. We've been talking about it for five weeks, and we're not the only ones. Everyone's been talking about how awesome this game's going to be. And then it comes down to yeah. it, and the field's not ready for it, and they're moving it to L.A. One cool thing that came from it, they're moving to L.A., and there's a lot of uh, tickets out there. And so what the char- or what the, the Rams in L.A. are going to do with all the extra tickets that aren't sold is they're going to give them to first responders who That's are cool. taking care of Very all the cool. fires going on. Oh, and, cool. In California. That's so good the NFL is That's really bad game. about making good PR moves that normally they just make themselves look stupid. But that one was a really cool yeah. one. I, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. That's a good call. That, that's absolutely right. That's that's a good one because I was going to – hopefully we mentioned something about those fires out there. I know a guy I used to work with several years ago that lives out in Chico, between Sacramento and Chico, and that's a – and that's about – he's probably 50 miles from that Paradise Fire, and, and that's, a, that's, a, that's a really bad, bad deal. So I'm glad the NFL yeah. is, is, is getting out there and doing something with him. So that's great. Yeah. That's great. That is great. I agree. Do y'all, are y'all worried at all? Like the Rams' defense has been kind of uh, – shown to be like Swiss cheese the past few weeks. Does that bother y'all at all? I mean, the the Saints threw all over them, and then last week the, the Seahawks ran for 273 on them. Kansas City's going to score some points. Hey, here's a stat for yeah. sure. But, I mean, it's gonna, I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, can you can you guess the over the point total? The over under for it? Oh God, let me think. Um, fifty eight. Is it on yet? It's not on yeah. yet, is it? I got I got a point yeah. total for you. Sixty. Is yeah, it? somewhere in there. All right. Yeah. The line actually started at Chiefs or it started Rams minus one, and since it moved to LA, it's now Rams. I think it's moved to three or two and a half. But the the over under right now it opened up at sixty three and a half, and if that stands, <laughs> if that stands, that will be the highest since nineteen eighty six. I'm not sure which game oh was higher, God. but and, and honestly, and honestly, I'm probably taking the over. On 63 and a half. I mean, there's going to be some points scored in that ball game. Yeah, you think it's – I would think it's higher than 30 to 30. Yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. That's interesting. You know, that's a – that's going to be a great game, and that's something that the NFL really needs, just have two great teams playing in, in a in a game like that outside of the playoffs. And uh, and so it'll be entertaining, lots of lots of scoring, lots of that, the, the things that people are looking for these days. It, it's a good thing, and I, I am glad they're playing in L.A. I'm surprised they didn't try to find yeah, a, uh, a neutral site for them to play at, that the Chiefs well, want more. I, that's actually uh, something I found really interesting is apparently every time they play an international game, the home team has to keep their stadium open as a rule uh to to cover for this kind of thing which i totally blew me away because that means like you know every time the jaguars play a home game in london that means that that stadium is empty that weekend um uh so yeah i saw that i was i'm right there with you i thought i thought that was interesting too because i wanted to know why that why la got it and why not and i was reading that yeah (laughs) that's jacksonville stadium is empty every weekend what's the difference (laughs) well and that's another good thing buffett coming through on a bi-weekly basis i think so <laughs> and that's the good thing about the LA stadium. It, it's it's usually pretty pretty bare too during games. The fans don't really show up for those games very often. But if yeah, they're going to show up for any game, this would be the one to show up to. Sit in, the, sit in the Coliseum. Yeah, you're right. That'll that I, that'll be a big game to watch. And I hope uh, Jason Witten really prepares because he's going to be on on full display. So I hope <laughs> I hope he's he's got his situations in order and and all his different breakdowns in order because he he'll he'll be on full display. But uh, yeah, I, I think. I think that's all I got this week. Job, anything else y'all wanted to add? Where we well, got? I just I, we got a. What was that? Who was that? That Tony said bet the house on last week. We barely touched on it, but what? Who, what team was that? That <laughs> that Tony was the said that was the, the Panthers on? going at at Carolina Pittsburgh? Panthers. Yeah, and Carolina I think Panthers. oh Ben Roethlisberger was twenty two of twenty five. He threw three whole incompletions, five touchdowns, zero five interceptions. Touchdowns. Wow, I mean that's. That that was a missed call, I think. What <laughs> that's that you know was, what's uh, impressive about what just happened for for the listeners? Dad just called out Tony and I on having opposite opinions at the exact same moment. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> really that's a twofer. That is a twofer. Yeah. So I'll say this about that game. Here's the thing about that game: that there were two that the throw that that Cam Newton made for the uh, pick six. Uh, and then they had a crucial, another crucial turnover right there in the first half. That set the tone for the rest of the game. And I said something last week about the Rams uh, coming back against the Saints and scoring 21 unanswered, even though they were way down and the Saints were just knocking them upside the head. But they came back and, and fought back in it. The, the Panthers, uh, they laid down, and, and, and that was concerning to me. I, I hadn't seen that before out of them this year, and, and that, is a, that is a concern. Uh, that that is a concern, and I will say this: that the Steelers, now that the Le'Veon Bell uh, <clears throat> uh, fiasco is apparently over for 2018, can probably turn around and rally around Connor. He should clear 
uh, concussion protocol. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't like a huge. You know, I, I think well, he'll be fine. I'm pretty sure concussion's a concussion. There's not like severity levels. Yeah, well, that's accurate. Well, I mean, he came back and played after the hit, and then they just sent him off and said, "Hey, yeah. get out of here. We'll save you for next week because we've got these pansies in our pocket." <laughs> and so, um, uh, so I think they had it. I, I think now that Le'Veon Bell is out, I can I can now drop my second round pick and 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 <laughs> and go get uh, Samuels, the rookie that's backing up uh, Connor. But. Um, I thought that was interesting that Carolina laid down like that. That's a big difference between them and the Rams and all of I picked them for the playoffs. If you can't if you can't pick yourself up after that, that's gonna be that's gonna be tough. Um you know who do they play so this week? My only call this week, Kevin, I, real quick, this is a big week for the NFL as far as whether you are going to be a playoff uh a playoff contender or a playoff, gee, I hope these people lose. There are several games out there starting on Thursday night that are really going to start to separate some teams. You know, the Packers and the Seahawks are playing. I took the Packers to be out of the playoffs last week. They're at the Seahawks. Seahawks are coming off a tough loss, but they really play the Rams a good game. I still think they're a playoff team. You'll see that one go. Bengals at Ravens. That's going to be the death knell for Harbaugh if the Bengals come to town. We could get Ravens. we could get a Lamar That's, Jackson sighting in that game. We could, we actually could, and and we'll see that he's really not ready to be an NFL quarterback. I think you're um, wrong, but in my personal opinion, I uh, would agree. With you got you, the Cowboys and the Falcons. The loser of that game is probably out. So of the, is so what you're telling me playoffs, is there's so. a, there's a lot of loser leave town kind of game where the loser's pretty much yes. packing them up and getting ready for the offseason. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that there's a lot of cool ones. The Titans and the Colts. You know, there here's Tennessee on a roll. The Colts are on a roll. That's a conference. You know, that's a division game. Man, that's going to be a great game to watch to see them, see who comes out of that. And they'll probably, uh, whoever comes out of that probably takes the, uh, the, you know, the reins in their respective, uh, divisions. And, uh, so uh, there, there are some really good games out there, uh, to, to have and the Vikings and the Bears yeah, Sunday there's night. There's some big games. Really, there's definitely really some great game. This this may be one of the best weeks of of NFL matchups that I've seen in quite some time. You ending and you end Monday night with the Chiefs at the Rams. It's really really some good football. This um, I wanted to. We mentioned Le'Veon Bell and real quick before we go out of there, I don't know what, how this ends up for him. Maybe he makes a ton of money and it all works out for him. But has Le'Veon Bell now solidified himself? The the 2018 Le'Veon Bell is the worst fantasy pick probably of all time. Because I bet he went number oh one God. and two in most yeah. leagues before. Because like when my league drafted, it was still thought, oh, he pro- he says he's coming back when the season starts. Like he was still saying he'd be back for week one. So I bet he went one or two in a lot of drafts and to not play at all. But the thing is, is almost everybody that picked up Bell, if they had a brain, probably picked up Connor too. Well, so I think uh, I think you'd be surprised well whether or not. I, I think Connor our league, for whatever reason, our league right. didn't. Yeah. That, I, I'm just saying because Con- it was pretty obvious Connor was going to have at least the first couple games. And yeah. if you watch Le'Veon Bell play, whoever's his backup that gets the first four games. It's worth the, yeah. D'Angelo or, uh, yeah. yeah. D'Angelo Williams. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's he, who, like a, a smart owner picked him up and you're good to go. That's who won in all this or the Steelers offensive lineman. Cause it's been over and over again. Like you said, L. When Le'Veon Bell doesn't play, whoever comes in, like D'Angelo Williams or whoever, just it, it's like they put him in and just keep on ticking. They they might not be quite as good as Le'Veon Bell, but they're one of the best running backs in the NFL behind that offensive line every time they plug him well, in. And I'm not here to talk trash about Ben Roethlisberger right this second, but I would like to know <laughs> but you will. just how much time that man had. 
Well, no, no, no. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying, look at how much time that line gave him. Like that line is one of the best lines. Yeah, we were given well, we were given Mike Tomlin now, a lot of shit earlier in this year about their locker room and stuff. And that team, like you said, L, the offensive line is blocking offensive really line. well. Receivers, we've yeah. we've talked about yeah. their receivers before. There's talent on the. Well, if they can figure out the defense, there's talent all over that offense. And then I, there's I gotta, that big old behemoth that yeah. quarterback. I got to share this. So I looked up some coaching records, all time coaching records. You know who's number two active in co- in win loss percentage? Obviously, number I one is Belichick. Guess. Yeah. Number two I is Mike uh, Tomlin. Jason Garrett. Oh, my, Mike <laughs> Tomlin. Oh no, the Jason. Mike Tomlin is the well, second. That, He's I number mean, fifteen on the, the playoffs, overall list. Thing, you know, I mean, yeah. one thing that makes Mike Tomlin special though is he did take over a team that won the Super Bowl two years before he got there. Like he didn't take over no some bad team and have no to build it. So, but he's maintained yeah, it, you know, too. pretty well. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, for sure. He's done a great well, job. And, I think. Yeah, I, yeah, and like LJ says, the Rooneys right. aren't the type of program or the type of organization that's going to get rid of a guy just because of one bad year. Like they'll they'll weather one bad year just to go. We trust the process over over this. What if they had no no Cower? And now Tomlin in my lifetime, and yeah. I've been around a while. And, <laughs> and, yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, that's since yeah, the seventies. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And to go back to that Bell thing, you know, if if there's ever been an opportunity for somebody to have a good reason to fire their agent, it's Le'Veon Bell because it wasn't that's until two weeks week. ago that they all of a sudden realized, oh, oh even if we play this year. They could still slap a, a transition tag on us and have someone have to bid so high to match the Steelers offer that that we're screwed. So it, so now you're eight games in. It's like, well, why am I playing now? Because they're still going to transition me next year. And and then I, I think if I read correctly, there is a clause in the National Football League Players Association agreement that they could slap the quarterback franchise tag on Bell for 2019 and still put him in the same situation that he's in this year, whether he plays a a down or not. And so all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute. So if I had played from the first game on, I could have gotten traded. There's a difference though. There's a difference though, that the, the quarterback franchise tag would have got him instead of what, 16 million to like around 25 25 million. That's what he's looking for in a contract. He wants, he wants longevity, but also I think he would take getting paid twenty five million a year. So um, I do and think that that could work out in his favor. I, yeah, just okay. so you think that they knew that? No, you no, think no they, I think LJ, they didn't realize they that they until it got no, reported. No, definitely not. I'm just saying I think it works out. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I think his agent's no, done dumb. him a disservice. No, I think you're yes, you're on something. Yeah. We decided he yeah. needed Sam Bradford's agent is what he needed. <laughs> yes, he does. But the one good thing though is that at the very least. I would think that this discourages someone else for do, from doing this because I, I I just think it's just not good that a football player is not out there playing football and I just it's just a well, it's just a bad deal. Earl Thomas is listening to this at home going well maybe Le'Veon Bell's right so Jarek McKinnon is uh, I, I get both uh, sides of it I get both is. sides of it but I'm well the, the, my, like yeah. we said on Sunday and like you're saying the only thing is if I'm going to hold out for the year my agent better know every damn thing about this this agreement that's, uh, there better not yeah. be anything that surprises. Yeah. It's me eight weeks into this holdout that I'm dropping millions no of dollars yeah. a week. No doubt. I don't know if, if Bell r- realizes that Dwayne The Rock Johnson is not a real agent. 
Ballers is not real. <laughs> All right. Chicks chicks don't walk around in bikinis and half bikinis just because you 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 live in Miami. Uh, maybe they do for Jay Cutler, but I don't know. Not, yeah, I don't know. Tony, for normal Tony, I was in people. Miami not long ago and there are a lot of girls walking around in half bikinis. Before so before saying, we get anybody in trouble, we might need to we might need to get this bad boy off the <laughs> off the recording. <laughs> I think that'll do it for this week's episode of the JPP. Uh, by the way, he wasn't lying, Tony. We we, we mentioned the Steelers that they're, they're done. I put the buy the kiss to death on them so go put them on my bookie mm-hmm. uh and put in the promo code jpp and get and get double your deposit put that money down go go win go win that car payment that you lost after betting on uncle tony's bet that's right hey man hey man the detroit lions are back at home with a plus in front of them <laughs> boy there it is i'm gonna get my house back <laughs> i'm gonna get my house back this week on the lions you, you can't win if you don't play <laughs> they can't right. win if you don't play that's Shooter right Shooter keep shooting All right. That'll do it for this week's episode. Peace out. Peace. Peace. All right. When I count down from three and get to zero, we will all climb. Three, two, one. All right. That sounded pretty pretty solid. Does that help? I mean, how does that help? How do they know who's clapping? How does Hannah, if she's doing it, know who's clapping? Who's clapping? Well, they're on different tracks. Oh. Yeah. So then all I have to do, oh. if you look, you can see where we clap. There's like a big line, and it all matches up. Do you see it going across your screen right now? Yeah. Uh, and so all I got to do is make sure, or Hannah has to do, is make sure that those lines are at the exact same moment, and then the rest of the show's in sync. Oh, I missed the yeah, dab. I just like, I'm intrigued. I'm just like, oh, wow. I'll take a, I'll take a screenshot while we're working on it and show you how exactly it can like line up and make sense. Is that the one? There's one that lines up just, pretty good. Man, I tell you what, you just tell Hannah... I just tell Hannah that I just owe her a lot of money for putting that little thing in there in last week's podcast. You know, so people didn't go out there. Yeah, we don't want to get sued. (laughs) Thank you very much.